0: hello everybody it's friday night and it's weekender time once more ahead of you is a jam-packed show brimming full of gaming goodness with a very rpg theme to it and in keeping with that this week's prize is a big bundle from free league publishing of the one ring rpg so there's a starter set a gm screen and the core rule book as well if you want to be in with a chance to win that magnificent prize pop a comment below be a subscriber to our YouTube channel, and if you can do all the socially sherry things as well, that would be amazing. Otherwise, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello everyone and welcome to The Weekender. I'm joined by a whole host of friendly faces this week, including Brother Lloyd. Hola! Tanned after holiday. <laughs>
1: I'm looking slightly more pink.
0: Well, yeah, we'll take that. We'll take slightly more pink. Uh, also the delightful, free and the delicious Ben with oh, us delicious. as always. Mm. Uh, tasty. always, always, always tasty. Uh, so has everybody had a good week this week? Yes, thing, yes. I've yeah, been, I've good. been playing lots and lots of games. You have, yeah. It's it's a hard life being me sometimes, oh. you know. As, <laughs> as Bill Murray once said in uh, Groundhog Day, you've got to keep the talent happy. So you know, <laughs> it's, working, it's working for me. Uh, yeah. But we don't have anything major to update you with at the moment. No,
2: no major no, updates.
0: All, all things are coasting along on an even keel. Uh, with that in mind, we're just going to get stuck straight into the show then. Yeah. And this week, we're kicking things off, as always, with the most important part, the Indie of the Week, and it's ill-gotten games. Ooh. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, so, as I was trawling, as I do, through the wonderful world of Tiny Fighting Men, I'd noticed that a previous Indie had shifted some stuff to another company. And so while I was perusing what they were doing, I found some stuff from this company there. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'll go and have a look and see what ill-gotten games are all about. And they're a kind of print and play company. Um, I do like a bit of print and play. Yeah, and play. Yeah. yeah. In this case, it's three D printing rather than two D printing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a whole host of games that are available for free, gratis. Uh, and then, obviously, if you're interested, you can pick up additional stuff uh, from their library. Then over time, um, so. There's a couple of miniature-based games, and there's an RPG. And I'm going to start off with the RPG, uh, which is called Crux, which is a, a little universal role-playing game. Uh, so it doesn't have a in-depth world of its own. There is a world uh, which is sort of more expanded upon in the cause of chaos, which is called Thrawan, um, if I believe. Of course it yeah, is. It's, it's a strange yeah, name. <laughs> yeah. uh, but essentially, the Crux system... Uh, which you can grab from this website is just a 30 page long system uses all the polys um, and allows you to make anything from fantasy through to science fiction passing through post-apocalyptic and all the rest as you go
1: which which, that cover makes really obvious oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah
0: i mean that could potentially just be the same, the same you know, That could be the view from the Wizard's Tower. He yeah, just sits yeah. there going, hopefully those Neotronic cyborgs never come near yeah.
2: me. Leave um, me alone with your technology. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mechanically, <clears throat> the whole kitten and is about building your own sort of thing. And as they say, they've got some reference points, including one shot, you know, sort of single page adventures and things that you can buy from them for like a, a dollar. Um, but you can sit down and oh. if you're looking for a system, Uh, that's relatively easy to get into then crux has got a lot going for it so you're generally a very smart cave person (laughs) um or or maybe it's just a cosplaying teacher uh you've only got four (laughs) attributes you've got bulk vitality presence and aptitude and depending on your score you've got zero to six will tell you whether you're absolutely superhuman or not Uh, and they've got various ways to generate things like random dice rolling or dice pulls to distribute so you can tailor it to your own adventure. Um, so it's all fairly standard stuff, but the mechanics themselves are very simple to get into. Yeah, Despite the, the rule set only being 30 pages, so relatively self-contained and, and simple, there's actually quite a lot in it when it comes to skills, magic, psionics, abilities. So you don't have to, as a GM, create an awful lot of this yourself. You can Mm. just actually go, well, there's rules in there for building extra limbs, whether that's Mm. robotic limbs, alien limbs, or, you know, fantasy race, you know, hexapedal or whatever it happens to be. Um, So the tools are all there. It's an excellent, excellent set of rules for you to use, expand, and develop in whatever uh, direction you want. Um, What I was really interested by, what sort of was kind of selling it to me. There are a couple of tables in here um, about your character the character development, and how they behave. And that's always the hardest. Heroic nudity when you're <laughs> yep, when you're throwing people down. Uh, perfect for Warren, he's always tearing his uh, loincloth yeah. off and then charging at people. If if I tell Warren that he will actually get a bonus to his abilities when his barbarian oh! wars out and rips the loincloth off and charges, he'll really be honest like. Yeah. uh you know flies around uh honey mm-hmm. but it's this they've got a, a thing called um well it's ocean openness consciousness oh, agreeableness, cool. neuroticism as they point out none of these are good or bad in and of mm-hmm. themselves they just give you keywords and i know anytime i've sat down to play a game the hardest part is thinking a character's name and then thinking up how they act how they act how yeah. are they different from you as a person and especially difficult if it's a new player somebody's never role played before and you set them down you go okay here's how you get your stats right now who are you and they look at you blankly and then eventually they'll go i'm jimmy carr and you go no no personality in games <laughs> place. uh i'm the crocodile hunter again though no. you know so being able to go well here's a, a a simple table that you can roll on and it tells you what type of a person you are. And over time that can change then. So you might start off whatever it happens to be, you know, stable. And then over time, maybe if it's a horror game that changes and it's it's just little keywords that you can sort of look at. And then there's also this table, um, which they suggest like a two D4 rules on it to give you an idea of kind of your backstory or, or how you behave. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can be a maverick or you can be uh, a
2: Nene. A ninny, be a ninny and or a twig.
0: And some of, the, <laughs> some of them are personality types, some of them are physical um, ways that you may act or behave or be viewed. Uh, so, and again, it's just really, it's two really simple tables that open up a character so much. And then the, after that, you know, go for your guns because a lot of new players, they'll either just start rolling dice and everything becomes a dice rolling exercise and there's no real role playing in their role playing game.
1: Is it just one of these or do you you combine these to make your character?
0: Oh, you you combine both of those to make your character, yeah.
1: So that could be a raunchy twit.
0: You could be a raunchy twit who's, who's very sweaty and is also a bit of a punk. Oh, nice! You know, that, that's fine. Or you could be a... A, a raunchy twit. A goofy, rugged, <laughs> deadpan weirdo, which yeah. sounds just like me. Um, I like the idea of using it
3: uh, and you you get, generate each of those individual words and hmm. then you maybe write like a little sentence yeah. that explains uh, that yeah. word with your character. I think that's already... Why a you like that or
0: how you like that. or well, Yeah, and, and it just gives you an in. Yeah. Um, like I say, there's also archetypes again handy to generate if you want to generate something very quickly which is very good Mm for for gms wanting to generate uh mpcs yeah people people you meet who do you meet you meet x y or z and you've got a stat line there so if you don't have to be sitting with screeds and screeds of pages in front of you of all these people you can just do it on the fly it just gives you a very basic stat line and abilities that they would have so you know when people run into a civilian you know what they've likely to have unless it's somebody specific for your your actual game you don't need to go into any more sort of deep delves with it and of course then we have um the magic powers and mm. psychic powers which are separate and different i quite like a portation picking something up from one place in line of sight and dumping it another. Uh, and yep. if they don't want to, they can try and resist you. But, you know, when, when Bozan has ripped that loincloth off, that is exactly the time to pick him up with your mind and move him somewhere else far away, <laughs> resist. as far down that corridor as you can. Um, so, yeah, it's only 30 pages long, cool. but yeah. there's a lot in there as mm-hmm. a basic rule set for free uh, up to, and including, yeah. um, some ideas for scenes and, and how things work including if you want to play incorrectly using miniatures you can in, in feet, feet or uh, centimeters okay yeah. um, it
3: sounds like it's it's got a lot of the kind of charm of something like savage worlds but i yes. quite like that as you say this is free and the mm. system seems quite easy and simple to dive into as well which is quite uh, nice.
0: if like me you can't cope with this pdf screwy thing you can buy a physical book from oh that's good Lulee? oh that's great is that yeah. it? i know Lulu's a character i've got behind me on the shelf from raging heroes but i think it may also be somebody who prints <laughs> anyway it says in here where you can buy a physical yeah. version from but there you go that's it's good. it's a very simple um oh. system and if you too there's rampage running the race uh if if you want to to get into role-playing this is a very good way of doing it yeah, yeah, definitely. An interesting little system and so mm. diverse you can bend it to your will in whatever way, shape, or form you want to. Uh, so oh. so I quite like Crux, and I like the fact that after this, if you want to pick up some of the other um, PDFs that they do, the, the other worlds and adventures, they're not expensive. I think Coils of Chaos is like $5, and then there's, like I say, $1 for one-shot uh, campaigns uh, <laughs> or little games which are good to get people into it. Who knows what's mm. inside this bug? That man mm. does. And I, <laughs> I admire his uh, Doesn't attention Doesn't look like detail. his
2: first road, yeah.
0: No, 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 it's not. Anyway, so yeah, so Crux is, Crux is uh, the first thing that uh, ill-gotten game sort of caught me with. And then I started poking around their site and came across a whole host of other things. Oh, Lord, there's a whole host of other things. <laughs> if I go over here and go, uh, I would like to see your projects, please. Uh, and you go all right. This all sounds just great. You've got pocket tactics. Um, Crux and the coils are obviously the RPG. But then, from this, they sort of expand. So, pocket tactics is a hex-based skirmish game. Okay. And the reason it's po- pocket tactics is they're they're fifteen mil. Oh, nice! And you could essentially put the bit of coat cool pocket, bring them with you. Brilliant! Aww, that's it's, awesome. It's got a a lot uh-huh. going on with it. Uh, when I look at the factions, you've got the benighted kingdom of the Hisk. The bog people of the Maya. The bog people. <laughs> the brigands of the forest, cursed uh. of the beheaded. That's where your Barrows. Randy twists come from. That's mm.
1: the- <laughs> <laughs> Get in there.
0: The faithful of the luminous goddess, and so on.
3: And so it, reminds, on it reminds me a lot. So yes.
0: There was a hex based game.
3: Was it called Chaos?
0: From Chaos like- was- Yeah, chaos Chaos just played on screen. These spectrum by Julian Gallup, yeah, Games Workshop game.
3: Oh yeah, this kind of reminds me those vibes
0: for the kind of of maybe chaos two because I think they did something weird for chaos two and it wasn't as good. Uh, (laughs) But it's true. But the interesting thing about pocket tactics for me, and the reason it's shown there with the big bag, should really be called bag tactics. Each of these (laughs) factions. So, if we look at the war tribes of the central expanse, for example. They are uh, big, brutal, beastie things. That guy with a bucket on his head and maced Spike fists is a delightful <laughs> fella. You know, strange. Looks monsters. like a He-Man enemy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it oh. very much. It has that that yeah. mix of fantasy and post-apocalyptic. It's, it's like Master Blaster meets He-Man. It's uh, post-apocalyptic cheerleaders at the
2: back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but there, there's also the terrain tiles, the hex tiles. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing pocket tactics, um, which is only as you can see here, a little sort of wow, seven page, just seven sheet. pages, yeah. Oh, skip up to the the top. When you're playing, everyone's sick. That's, right. <laughs> that's fine. They can be sick. You have a a castle or base or a yeah. a faction camp, and then ten terrain tiles, and your opponent has ten trail tiles in their base. And you work out whoever the first player is going to be. They put their base down, and then all the other train tiles, except your opponent's base, go in a bag and get shaken up. Mm-hmm. And you place them onto the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you place them, you create the map between you, tile about. Um,
1: so, a bit like um, what's that game? Is it Carcassonne?
3: Arc- the- Carcassonne. yeah. yeah. A bit like
0: that. Oh, okay.
3: Carcassonne. So you're building up a map as, yes. as you go kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Um, so you build this, this battlefield, and once everything's down, then you start playing the game out. And it's a, a very simple six-dice system. So things will have specific sort of stats. And maybe they've, you, they, oh. generally, they generally use three red, three blue.
1: So you don't actually start the game until all the tiles are down?
0: All the tiles are down, and then that's the train you're fighting over and, and within of, a game <laughs> and some of some of the terrain tiles will be hazards so water for example you could uh you have to roll a d6 and a 4 5 or 6 you're fine and 1 to 3 you've drowned unlucky um, <laughs> but it means then that each of the little sets has sort of terrain specific tiles for their faction mm-hmm. um so you, you build up this weird world of fantasy and post apocalyptic and sci-fi um but let let's say you had a, a force where you're you're fighting. They you use what a commander there against the peacekeeper. So blue dice are defense dice, and then red dice are your attack dice. And both sides will be rolling a mixture of these, depending on how good they are. So you might roll three red and two blue because that's a very powerful thing. So three attack and two defense, and something else might have a lot more defense. And you compare sort of highest to highest um, in both directions because all combat is simultaneous. To work out who won. And it's just a simply a highest number to highest number. Do they match or do they beat? And that tells you who's won um, uh, a specific combat. So the you simple. can play yeah. through very quickly. And there's only a, a small set of sort of keywords to go with. There is a. Um, a video. A video. Oh, nice. <laughs> explaining how it plays through. And it was available on Steam at one point as well through the. Uh, Tabletop uh simulator yeah. well they're playing on a tabletop simulator uh through, there's the, a steam workshop so ah, was, right yeah. you know, yeah. where people can create stuff and, and get in there uh, but as you can see it's uh a very simple little game but they've yeah. already put so much in there that you've got what's it, like 20 odd factions already uh and then the the rules themselves two sides of an a4 and then your special rules for Way special rules for whatever your actual um i was gonna say because that's
3: the thing i was running because uh, obviously the mechanics are very simple but then i i like that you've got specific bonuses for your force so it yeah. actually does feel like it's individuals yeah so now. getting
0: yeah. so things like this is a very um I suppose elven faction or, or foresty faction with druids yeah. and base and stuff so you get advantage in the forest you get additional die um or the undead certain undead characters roll uh four five or six when they're killed and they're not actually mm-hmm. dead unlucky they've they've rubbered back up again that type of thing uh so it's not just a, a flat static game in that regard then you have the ability to go in and and sort of customize and tweak so it's not just the same factions but skinned differently oh, okay. there are yeah a small amount of keywords but it, the the whole concept is it's a small game that you can play very quickly but every mm-hmm. time you play, even with the same two factions, because you do the, the draw mechanic to build your map, it's not going to be the same experience every time you don't play with everything on the table. You essentially have your, your army and reserve. So you can only deploy two or three of your models, and they are sufficient because of the train setup for you to actually take advantage and either clear the, the board of your opponent's models will get you a victory, or taking out your opponent's base camp will gain you a victory. Yeah. Um, so... You might go for the bigger things, move in early on because the terrain's set up really well for you, whereas your opponent is trying to flood the table with chaff just to keep you back or keep you away because it's just not working for them because whatever terrain tiles they've drawn have just been terrible. I just thought it was a fascinating game. Sounds pretty really good, yeah. I've also done the, um, the models. Obviously, they're, they're scaled for 15, but uh, I believe you get a 30 mil version as well for when That's you're great. printing, so sort of upscaled with slightly more detail. <laughs> You can take um, up more room on your coffee yeah, table if you, if, you want, if you want to go big <laughs> with the pocket tactics uh, and make yeah. it less pockety. You Bag can do that. Tactics, but, but I, I really think the the concept of of a small hex based tactical game is is really really fun. No, I think that's a really fun idea. Really interesting. Yeah. If I get back to the the math a train well. game, play it on the train with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Also, it's worth pointing out you don't have to, you're not building just like a, a blockbusters. Five by five, or whatever it happens to be, three by three. Spread you spread life. out. You can leave yeah. negative spaces where people can't enter them. So when you're building, obviously, you're, you're, it's like creating the chessboard as you go. Yeah. And yeah. making sure that only the, uh, only the requisite white and black squares are in the position where you need them to be because you don't have nothing but horses.
1: Do they still have a flat version or is it all 3D?
0: I've only seen 3D. There is a maple version that you can download. Nice. Um, but You just use colored maples to represent your false. You can instead. use colored maples, yeah. or if you don't have yeah. maples, you can you can print out uh, their own little the maples. maples. Or just use dice, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, liquid dice. Yeah, where am I at? Mm. Um, but Yeah, I think the the whole concept of Ilgotten Games is the fact that they've it's print and play, but in a a 3D version rather than a new like dimension. A, stand, a standard, as they old, say. Yeah, yeah. well... <laughs> uh, rather than the standard uh, 2D run through printer. But again, there's nothing in that that couldn't be 2D printed as well. would be nice to see mm. if they still had that.
2: Mm.
3: The, other, then- the other thing as well is that you know there's a lot of games out there where they're like, you can 3D print this entire game, but it'll take you about four weeks to do so. Well, Whereas this, yes. you could be like, I'll put this on, and it'll all be done in about
0: two days. And, <laughs> and you can start playing the game, which is quite nice. That's where mm. I want to go to. If I go to the store and I skip down to... Oh, wow. Pocket Tactics, maybe, or... No, there is there. Pocket Tactics. Ah. So, yeah, there is a, a little free version. of hey, look, there's the 2D, 2D print player. play. Oh, 2D print, oh, print player. Play. Oh, oh, happy days. It's yeah. still there. It's so only a fiver, and you can do That's it. for the meekly one. Oh, I like it's, that. It's I do meekly. like wood. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, it's these. But it's
3: 3D
1: printed. It, this is 3D <laughs> it's still printed still wood. again.
0: <laughs> I but do like having, fake wood instead of actually having <laughs> then the the three D castles on a or hills or whatever on a on a hex, you just have a relief. I just have the relief, yeah. which really does mean that it, it would all go in your pocket quite happily with two mm. factions. So it's probably a, a good one to start with. And they have I'd a little probably
1: stuff. if I was trying to do that, though, I'd probably mix the actual three D models with the two D reliefs mm. rather mm. than go because if I'm going to print something, I'm not going to print meeples. Yeah,
0: that is true. Uh, they do have a little set of uh free downloads so of the crux rules universal role playing fantasy role playing, fantasy role playing now, yeah. these are all in here along with actually a chunk of miniatures because they do 3d printing as well um which would take far too long to explore but I will open there up are a lot of different sets a yeah. lot of stuff and <laughs> um, but the the little
2: oh
0: ursen kind
3: I love those I've oh. also seen I've also seen teddy bear soldiers, which is just
0: adorable. So, mm. so those teddy bear soldiers, <laughs> oh. and, and little mises. Uh, so, beyond the copper doors is a, a more fantasy uh, expansion for Crux RPGs. So, these are some of the the foes that you may find your face when you're in there, uh, including mises. <laughs> mises, all the mises. <laughs> Including this, this guy. Yeah, this, this
2: guy, yeah. This guy, yeah.
0: you Imagine that comes screaming out of the darkness. Warzan's just disrobed, and all of a sudden that leaps onto his back. At that point, definitely apportation down the corridor with him. Off they go. Uh, the other game I want to show you very quickly then is if you take sort of Pocket Tactics core rules, which are very, very short, and then sort of mesh them with Crux a bit, they have a game called Open Tactics. Which is more like a, a standard skirmish game. Um, right, okay. Again, miniature agnostic, so you can print their stuff here or you can use your own. Um, but it's a universal rule set. Uh, it's a bit more in depth. It uses the same defense and offense dice, but with uh, a few more um, tweaks to it. And, and sort of, you're playing with five to 10 miniatures aside. Uh, so, and on a, a sort of a three by three or four by four board. And the idea behind this is to sort of play out Gang Warfare. Bigger rule set, you'll notice 72 pages. However, the last half of that is scenarios, uh, campaign rules, uh, that sort of thing. So your little war band can change over time, can lose limbs, can level up as you go through it. Uh, So it's an interesting one. I've not had a chance to look in depth at this, um, but it, it has that sort of blend of the simplicity of pocket tactics, but then added to that the the more sort of complicated rules for terrain and line of sight and cover and movement and all of this sort of Very thing cool. that you would expect to see in a a uh, a skirmish game. Um if I'm just gonna make everybody seasick but going wah, <laughs> skip straight down. <laughs> so you've got your you've got your magic again. Uh so telling you what you need to do to cast various spells and then after the magic we go straight into the scenarios um so again free rule set but they don't skimp on the design side of it uh yeah it's, it's not like they've gone well you move and then roll a red and a green dice and whoever rolls higher on the red is one there's there's a lot in there up to and including um the the campaign system itself there's a phantom legion i do not want those where's my campaign system there we go so and your weather and scenarios and I always like things like that you know heavy driving rain killing off people's ballistic capabilities so when you arrive on your tabletop with a load of elves with uh, you know bows sitting in the background looking smug like elves always look because they're <laughs> racist uh, then your orcs can just run up and bap them in the side of the head with an axe that's really nice I like that which, ah, okay. which I'm always always happy about Well, yeah. reduction ranges for darkness and that sort of thing so the the second half of this the the scenarios and the campaign system I think is is well worth exploring further um, because it's unusual for that sort of level of detail to go into a free game. Yeah, it's yeah. just the rules um, and maybe one scenario, whereas in this one they really have sort of gone into the the nitty gritty of of trying to make it uh, more interesting. Um, yeah, so open tactics lots of interesting things for people crux. to try out yeah. and, and if you you know if you are interested in all of that and if you do the 3D printing thing as well uh, <laughs> it's definitely worth taking a look at them because there is a lot of stuff they do um, some of it is very unique oh. other things are slightly more identifiable thoian I see but it, it again it runs the gamut like their games of fantasy post-apocalyptic and sci-fi so yeah. even things like the arcade machines if you want to rebuild Flynn's arcade from Tron which who wouldn't because Flynn lives um then you can do that don't laugh at me
2: <laughs> uh,
0: the ambush more. I love that I also love the idea that this is in the middle of the, the table just a big oh, just a big more lurking there but meanwhile these claws or tentacles are constantly moving or burrowing out at different places so you're trying to get close enough to drop a grenade down that uh, sarlacc pit so yeah they've they've some weird and wacky stuff like I say a variety of people um, their
3: wallhalla stuff is very worth looking having a look at yeah. but obviously not now right I before. mean maybe <laughs> but,
0: uh, having a look at the games maybe we'll revisit them for the yeah that'd be cool in be the future nice. and, and yeah. have a real deep dive into uh, into what they do and what they get Yay. up to but if you're interested check out ill-gotten games uh, I think it's definitely worth your while definitely yeah. yeah right we'll have a quick swish and when we come back we'll be taking a look at the news Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the News.
3: (laughs) So, yeah, diving into some tabletop gaming news. Uh, We're going to be starting off with an update of what's happening with uh, War Machine Mark IV, or MKIV as I like to say. Uh, So this was a look at what they've been showing off for Kador, who are going to be like the big third faction that's going to be landing later this year for War Machine Mark IV. Um, They sort of took a bit of a deep dive into what's going to be available as part of the Core Army Box. Um, So as everyone will know by now, they've been following War Machine. And if you don't know, uh, these are all going to be 3D printed by privateer press and then shipped out to people and these are going to be designed as your really good entry points into playing war machine so it'll come with i think it's about 50 points worth of stuff be to start playing the game then you can ramp it up with additional accessories and stuff as they come out inside here you're going to have that chap in the middle capitan ilari borisjuk who is the new warcaster uh, he's one of the sort of sniper team members of uh, the Kador ranks. He's a gun mage and all that kind of good stuff as well. So I'll be able to rock around with some really cool spells and a big, massive gun at the same time. Uh, You're also going to get those two heavy warjacks. Uh, It wouldn't be Kador if they weren't heavy. (laughs) So you get the Direwolf heavy warjack and also the great uh, the great bear heavy warjack as well. Uh, they both come with a whole range of different arm and weapon options, so you can customize them to your heart's content. And because of the way that they're doing this with the 3D printing, these are all going to be designed with magnetization points attached into the arms and fans and all that kind of stuff, so you can tinker with them to your heart's content, which is very nice. Is it, just,
1: is it just this starter set they're doing the 3D printing on?
3: They're doing 3D printing on everything. Everything will be 3D printed from now on by them, and then it will all be shipped out to you. Mm. So there we go. Does that include
1: older releases or just new releases coming forward?
3: Everything that will be produced from now on will be 3D printed by them in-house or in a location in Europe or Asia or wherever, and then shipped out locally to people. So it allows them to create everything digitally digitally, um, and then ship it out to the different companies to get them to print it for you, basically, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, going in a very different direction to what we'd normally see in terms okay. of people playing with resin or metal or plastic. But obviously, all those materials cost quite a lot of money, I suppose. So there we go. <laughs> um Yeah. Plus the shipping of the things from America and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And keeping hold of stock and all that kind of stuff.
1: You see, there's still there's still stock that needs to be held and there's still shipping that needs to be done because obviously these things still need to go in boxes. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true.
3: Yes. But But it means that
1: to be supplied and stocked.
3: But it does mean that someone at a location in Europe could produce all of the stuff for Europe rather than it all being done in America and then having to be shipped over to Europe and then shipped out from there. So it does kind of cut down a little bit on their shipping issues, I suppose, but we shall see how it all comes together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also got inside this set, you get the winter Corps infantry unit, which comes with support weapons. So you've got uh, rocket launchers and grenades, Uh, launchers, and all that kind of good stuff as well, as as well as machine gunners. And then you've also got the Winter Corps Infantry Standard addition to that as well, so you can wave the flag for Kador. You've also got your Shock Trooper Gunners, your Arcanist unit, and there's also a Winter Corps Officer Solo in there as well Um, so this is going to be the core big box that you're going to be able to pick up to start playing Kador which comes with infantry and the warjacks as well to to sort of round things out Uh, but then they're also going to be releasing a bunch of stuff following on from that um, after the big sort of epic release around the kind of end of September beginning of October moving into November as well So, yeah, so we're going to get the Signar and the Orgoth first, as we saw in our previous sort of deep dive of what they're doing for War Machine Mark IV. Uh, But then as things move on, uh, we're going to be seeing Kador put into the mix as well. Mm -hmm. And then things will start to develop a little bit more into next year, where they'll be looking at all the other factions and then also looking at hordes uh, next year around Gen Con time as well. So it's a big list of interesting things as well. Oh, and for anyone who's interested in legacy armies, uh, so these are all the forces that aren't actually getting updates for a while. These are the um, rules that they're going to be putting forth over the next little while through the app and all that kind of stuff as well. So make sure to go and check out that link because it'll have all the details for you of what you need to go and look at and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff as well. So you have a bunch of Legion stuff lying around or Circle for Hordes or something. Mm -hmm. You can go and have a look at that and see what you think. So yeah, some good stuff coming up for Kador. I was someone who was a little bit of a Kador main back in the day. I Mm -hmm. used to play them. Uh, back when I started with War Machine back in Second Edition, I want to say, and yeah. had very good fun with them because they have massive warjacks that can take a whole bunch of damage uh, and then dish it out as well. And also you've got the Butcher, who's possibly one of the coolest warcasters that ever existed, who never really does much warcasting, well, just does a lot of axing. Just dumping just so stuff. I was always
0: more interested stuff, yeah. in the troll bloods and the... Um, oh, I love the Trollbloods, yeah. The, yeah. the Horde side of things because uh, mm-hmm. they're a very distinct look to them yes. anyway yeah. uh, and then I quite like the idea of, of mad Celtic slash Scottish trolls <laughs> battering people I painted mine the as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh. so I have each of them with different coloured hair on their head
2: oh the that's face. cool babe! that's
3: <laughs> something certainly yeah. I think that's insult to draw <laughs> kid everywhere, to be brilliant. No. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. You know. I didn't put should pizza on you. the basis, though. There go. Yeah. There we go. Should
1: pizza. There. You should just have a pizza as the base. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. That's what
3: pizza
2: box, sewer lead.
3: Oh, my God. And then the yeah. arc for their frontage should be just a
0: slice out of the pizza. Oh, my God. Mind. Coddling. Right, moving away from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Troll, Ken, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Dungeons & Dragons had a massive announcement announcement this
3: week. So, last week, uh, Wizards of the Coast announced a whole bunch of stuff for Magic the Gathering and all sorts of different things. But the big thing was for what's happening with Dungeons & Dragons. Now, everyone will know that 5th Edition has been around for quite a while now uh, Mm. and has become something of a monolith. Um, but it is coming back in 2024 with not, as they would call it, a new edition, mm-hmm. uh, but what they announced as one d and uh, So 1D&D is not going to be a new edition, as I was saying, although I don't think that's going to stick. People are just going to call this 5.5. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be then iterated from that point on with the same core mechanics. So it's a little bit as if things are turning into a little bit of a kind of like living rule book kind of situation in a way. Uh, but that's gonna be three new core books that'll come out. Uh, but everything that exists so far for D&D 5th edition will all be compatible with what mm. exists, or so they say, but there we go. Um, the big news that came out of this is that they're going to be doing exactly what they did with D&D Next, which was the move from 4th edition into 5th, where over the next couple of years, so we've still got two years to go for this, They're going to be doing a whole bunch of playtest material that people can dive into, download for free, play using DMD Beyond and all that kind of good stuff, and feedback to Wizards of the Coast about what they like, what they don't like, and what could be changed and all that kind of stuff as well. The first set of um, announcements that came out as part of the playtest were linked to character creation. Mm -hmm. So as anyone who has looked at uh, Tasha's, which was one of the um, supplements that came out over the last couple of years, They're doing something where they're taking away stat bonuses being linked to your race and, effect, uh, and as you would normally expect with D&D. Mm. Instead, that is now going to be tied directly into your backgrounds and backgrounds are going to have a much bigger part of character creation. Mm. So in fifth edition, backgrounds were kind of there just to give you some skills and give you a little bit of a role-playing sort of um cue as to what you were before you became an adventure that's now becoming a much bigger part of how you create your character because this means that you could create a dwarf an elf an orc uh, uh an eladrin, a human anything like that and you can tie very specific um stat bonuses to your character based on what they did because it shouldn't really matter that you are an elf that has always has to have decks if you led your life as a soldier maybe you were just a really big buff ass elf (laughs) and so strength and constitution are the way that you go which i think just makes a lot of sense Uh, and a lot of people like halder the fat elf exactly like halder the fat elf yes (laughs) so that's one of the big things they're also going to be doing some stuff where they make backgrounds as standard custom Mm. so you don't choose from a list although there will be a list that you can pick from Right. to help new people but you will be encouraged to very very specifically tailor your background to exactly what you want to do so if you wanted to be a sailor you can pick that one but if you wanted to do like a pirate then you can make a background that much much closely suits what you want to do backgrounds will also give you a feat so feats are going to be mandatory for everybody now um mm. so everyone will get a feat rather than just being a variant human thing or something you choose an alternative leveling to to up well that's good it means you can get around. Exactly. Yes, you'll be able to potter around. You wouldn't have any feet. You wouldn't get very far, would you? Well, maybe <laughs> you, you want your wheels, heroes. You could have been a warlord with a wheel, yeah, but there we go. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's been tied into this as well. Uh, but it's basically been designed so that you can create the hero that you want and not feel restricted by the yeah. mechanics as they sit. Okay. Another big thing as well that they have changed is a few mechanical tweaks here and there. This is going to mean. Something to D and players. Everyone's played D and right? Everyone knows about this. So, critical hits have had a massive change. Now, everyone has always gone with the idea that critical hits apply to pretty much everything in combat, which isn't shouldn't really be the case. It only really applies to a certain amount of things. So now, only weapons and unarmed strikes will do critical hits. Everything else will just be based on its normal damage scale. Okay. No critical so that mag- magical damage. So, so no so. critical magical damage. And no, and this is the big one, no paladins using Smite to obliterate things in one go. (laughs) This sounds sounds like total b**** to me.
1: Who who (laughs) was Who wants to be a wizardy character? To, like, I, 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 can't, I can't turn you into a crispy pile of ash in one
3: to, blast Because you are already more powerful than everybody else yeah. in the party put together. To fair, <laughs> you to.
0: all, all you do is you go in and you cast sleep in the room and then your party just Everyone murders everybody. Because him. it yeah. is the most ridiculous thing in the world ever, sleep. Yeah, I have had yeah. many an encounter yeah. ruined by sleep. Um, but and it doesn't also- seem very epic. Sleep. Sleep.
3: they also they're that's
1: not that's that's no more epic than getting a big fireball Hang on juicy I, <laughs> done. I, okay, I think so. it sounds
3: pretty cool, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: they're also changing things that inspiration is going to be a much bigger part of D D. So inspiration mm-hmm. was something that could be given by DMs to a player if they did something cool. Now, whenever you roll a natural 20, whatever it's for, you will get an inspiration. So it means that you're always going to be a, have the have the ability to bring out that clutch advantage. At the right moment, roll 2d20 and pick the highest, which I think is pretty awesome as well. Uh, What else have they done? Oh, my God. Yes, another big thing for critical hits, and then I will stop talking about this because there is way too much stuff to dive into. (laughs) Monsters can now no longer crit. So a dragon can't now crit you and destroy you in one go. One-shot you.
0: That's probably a good thing.
1: But they're massive. How can
3: that be? this This is tied into the fact that at low levels, a bugbear could... Actually, probably kill a wizard immediately if they <laughs> rolled a 20, right? It's Which that is very good for, like... for not putting them all asleep and <laughs> <Exactly>. murdering <laughs> them in their bed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> not having
2: that critical magic damage, for them. However,
3: they're going to put much more focus on recharge abilities for monsters which are those big things that dragons do, like Dragon's Breath and all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be a big focus on DMs being in control of that and not just one-shotting players. So they have tweaked a whole bunch of different things when it comes to Mm -hmm. gameplay to try and make a little bit more open for everybody, a little bit more in line with how people actually play their games and all that kind of stuff. Now, obviously, all of this stuff that exists at the moment is subject to change. That's what a playtest is for. Um, And from what happened between 4th and 5th, we created effectively, possibly the best version, in quotes, version of d d yeah. that has ever existed. It certainly appear, appears that way when it comes to the streaming services and all that kind of thing that are churning out actual plays at a rate of knots. Um, but yes, you can have your say and say what you think and dive in and have a, you know have a, a moment to play out your games as different heroes with all these different rules and then feed
0: into what happens with D&D 5.5. It's 5.5. Um, there we go. And if, uh, <laughs> if you're not interested in the playtesting, if you're just going to be waiting a couple of years for mm. the new edition to come out, fear not because they're still producing content in the meantime and it's oh, yes. all going to be backwards compatible as well which means if you fancy venturing into some of the new realms that are Mm. just about to appear Mm. they're not going to be all disappearing in two years time uh, which is uh, very handy because things like dragon is finally going to be coming so the big
3: one (laughs) next to Forgotten Realms I think Dragonlance and Kryn is probably the next biggest one for everyone to dive into Uh, Dragonlance is coming to the tabletop as a new supplement called Shadow of the Dragon Queen Uh, this is going to come with the Kender as a race for you to choose from plus new backgrounds including the Knights of (laughs) Solomania and the Mages of High Sorcery, you'll also find a new subclass for the Sorcerer called the Lunar Sorcerer and the big thing and for this one, apart is. from fighting Lord Soth, of course, <laughs> the, the mightiest Death Knight that has ever the, existed. The Knight of the Black Rose and yeah. happiest Death Knight
0: ever.
2: He <laughs> needs some eyebrows just to make him a he's even more got red, the, right. He's even yeah. got
3: nearly bat wings going on there. <laughs> on <challenge>, so yeah. <laughs> um, there is also a uh, a selection of rules in there for playing out big battles. So d and D's never really truly been about big battles being yep. played out and using the role play system, but they're going to be putting some things into effect here mechanically that allow you to play out these large conflicts that you see within the world of Dragonlance. However, if you want to go down a different route, mm-hmm. they also are also producing a new board game, which is called Dragonlance Warriors of Crin, mm-hmm. which will allow you to play out yeah. the battles from your role playing mm-hmm. campaigns in a board game separate from what you're doing at the, at the table with your characters and that kind of thing. Which I think is a neat little way of tinkering with things and providing you with an alternative. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's That's an it. interesting one. The problem with mass battles being introduced to any RPG is you are yeah. three or four people around a table, and if it's hundreds or thousands of, of fighters aside, what impact are you really going to have? So you end up having to go, well, you're generals or you're this or you're that, and, and trying to sort of shoehorn it in that way. So it'll be interesting to see how, Mass battles the, work. The best yeah. of this, I, think. Yeah.
1: I don't know. You'd have them the bestest impact when you whip off your loincloth and then try to critical hit someone. <laughs> that's <is> true. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, you can't do that. You can't, no, no, I mean, you Warren mean because could because he's a barbarian. So he's a barbarian, he can <laughs> so still critical what, hit. Oh, oh, can we, oh, can characters still critical yeah, hit? Yeah, 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 yeah. As, lo- as long as he hits them with the right club.
1: You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, just has no magic. no magic. Just
0: no, magic. No, magic. no magic. Your wizard can still critical hit if they bop people with their staff yes. over the That's side true. of the head. Like, yeah. <laughs> bop, 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 don't that, worry until the bugbear stops trying to attack you. A dragon uh,
2: can't yeah. do it back though. Don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it should also be noted, and you'll have seen it there in the um with the Dragonlance book, is that they're now doing for the first time. Thank the lords. <laughs> uh, thank tiamat Thank Bahamut. They're now doing digital and physical bundles together now. Nice. So when you buy a physical book, you will get access to the digital versions of it as well, which is just a good way of approaching things, uh, I think. So yes, watch out for that in December. Um, as I say, there's a whole bunch of stuff going to be happening for D&D over the next two years. I'm sure we will definitely talk about it. <laughs> I will definitely be talking about it, <laughs> even if no one else does. Um, <laughs> D&D is awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, it's nice to see what they're going to be doing with one D&D, D&D 5.5. But, yeah, mm. we'll see how it goes. Interesting
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. And from one massive IP to another free... Mm-hmm.
2: But we are heading into the wasteland. So, Modiphius gave us a complete roundup of all of the different releases that are coming out this month, the Fallout Wasteland Warfare and their RPG expansion. And they've got loads of different stuff coming out this month. There's a Solar Adventure, there's new Filthy beasts, and there is a cheeky SDL set for the Brotherhood of Steel coming. So... As Jerry's just saying at the top, you are going to start off with the mutants that are coming in, the Commonwealth themselves. So this one, you've got the Death Corps Matriarch. So Mother has arrived. So we've seen the Death Claws. Mother of the Brood is here and she is standing at 68 millimetres tall. She is fast in comparison to her size. She's got nasty claws, filthy teeth. And she is one hell of an apex predator. She should be feared. So the death court matriarch is quite cool to be coming. And speaking of territorial beasts, the Yagwai ambush set is airdropping in as well. And ah. you don't want to be the these <laughs> frenzy-ridden native what um, to black bear. No. <laughs> exactly. They are ridiculously territorial. They will unrelentlessly pursue anything Without discrimination, whether that be a caravan, whether that be some Death Claws themselves, they are dangerous to say the least. Funnily enough, not with their own kind. So just treat this as a radioactive grizzly bear, I suppose. Um but it's a, made, really kids, cool Not one. even
3: once. Don't
2: eat too much marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as well as that, we've got their second installment to the solo adventure that have been releasing as well. So the Unexpected Shepherd part two is out. So this focuses on narrative and decision making on your own, and you're heading nice. off into Century. So this is a cargo containerized town, as it were. Um, and you're looking to go after a friend, an old friend of yours called Clancy. So there's three of these in total. This is the second one that's out now. The first one was about 36 pages this one's 40 and you can download each for four pound third one's out next and the final release this month i really really enjoy um how many of use their ip for 3d printing as well i think this is a really awesome touch you've got the brotherhood of steel encampment so this is your pop-up outpost as it were your pop-up military outpost just to provide some temporary fortifications so these inside you've got your hand radio You've got your turret and you've got a couple of bodies here and there just to make it at uh, uh, home. Yeah, just, just <laughs> to scatter around the place but just to make it home.
0: These are all bear-resistant tents, right? <laughs> I'd hope so. They I to sleep. <laughs> I have a lot to put your so. makes me sleep. <laughs> <That's what they're laughs> I'm sure bear wouldn't be able to get through that. I mean, how are they going to be able to undo the zip? <laughs> yeah, okay, because
2: yes, yeah, of course that's what bears point. look for you know yeah. that's it. yes well, but hopefully you well, would be fortified to. with some barbed wire or something to hope keep out the uh, roaming bears but that's mm. all there's uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out and I really do like how uh, Medifis are using to produce fallout stuff over different mediums not just releasing terrain for everybody to buy if you want to bring it at home you can nice. uh, and as much as you want
3: the nice thing about that as well is that because even even it's part of the hood of steel Themed that mm-hmm. doesn't look like it couldn't it well, fit into a bunch of it. You could use that for some yeah. kind of zombie. Oh like yeah, what people are just be screaming yeah. out for it. Oh,
2: yeah. definitely.
3: Oh, I just oh, want to point oh, out oh. as well that we did, or well, you did an article this week free where you looked at solo games and there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a chat about Wasteland Warfare in yeah. there and talking a little bit more about it. So if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about that and a couple of other solo games, make sure to go and check out that article. In fact, you know what? I'll make it easy and I'll put a link down below because everyone's lazy,
0: right?
2: No, yeah. so no, so, well, I certainly am.
0: Sure. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Uh, splish, splash. I was taking a bath with dystopian wars. <laughs> Who was <laughs> so yes. tell me about
3: all that? Let's see. Get your steampunk uh, rubber duckies ready uh, because, yes, there's going to be a couple of additional battle fleets coming out uh, for dystopian wars for you to dive into. Um, we start with the Archimedes battle fleet set, which is for those folks in the enlightened. And this one really, really impressed me uh, because it comes with those really cool. Archimedes' vault ships. We'll get to the other really awesome Mm. things in a second. But those vault ships are basically, you know, the Tony Stark showing off to everybody style ships of the Dystopian Wars universe. And they come with those really awesome orbs in the center of them that will generate power and all sorts of magical energies and all that kind of stuff to sort of zap all your foes from around you. You also get loads of additional ships in plastic in addition to the resin one there. But the other very, very cool thing are those assault machines that you see. I think there's some close-ups in the, mm. in the article as well. There so is. these are big automata for you to use. So we've seen a couple of automata so far, and we're going to be seeing a few more in a little bit. But these are these very cool insectoid beasts that have been programmed with this almost hunter intelligence to dive under the water and then rise up and basically snip ships in half with those big (laughs) pincers that you see at Uh the front of them. Um, So, yeah, you can can put these together in two different variants, Mm -hmm. uh, but both of them are equally as amazing at destroying ships. And I think if you're going to be putting together a fleet, why bother with boats? You can (laughs) play around with massive, big Submersible oh, no,
0: yeah. insects, really. So, there we go. <laughs> Merciful insects is not a phrase oh. I would have expected to hear. Last time I seen a, a water boatman, it didn't look quite like that. <laughs> not more spindly, struggling less away biting. on the surface. Yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd love to see how these are going to get painted out. I remember oh, yes. some like color yeah. flips would look gorgeous yeah. on it, just like the pearls and mm. the kind of things blended in with the water. It's yeah.
0: definitely a way to go oh, for goodness.
3: it, I think.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: talking of battle fleets, there's also the Mar- Marina Battle Fleet set, uh, um, hey, which is equal. And it comes with colossi, not just one. Colossi, you get three of them in this set. So these are the Marina Vitruvian Colossuses, Colossi, for you to use in your games, which come with a variety of different weapons, including one weapon, which is called a Magna Axe which I think sounds amazing, like a magna rail axe. So basically it's just used for detonating ships and then blasting things from afar. They also come with those really cool beam guns that basically create icebergs in the ocean. Ooh. So if you've got an enemy fleet coming towards you, bring these icebergs up in front of them and basically shatter all of their plans. Oh, that's cool. Titanic all I was over the say, tabletop. <laughs> it adds, adds
0: a whole other level for the conspiracy theorist's Titanic idea. <laughs> it was actually taken out by beam-wielding giant robots. Exactly. Wow.
3: Well, and you're talking about really awesome paint jobs. Imagine what you could do with these, paint them up in like really cool bronze or copper or something, have a little bit of verdigris here and there, put seaweed mm. on top of them and work all the sort of oceany oh, elements yeah. into them. You could even go down the chrome route and then do sort of like a reflected sea uh, on their sort of underside as well. That could be quite nice to try and I have a go not. at. It'd be really hard, but you could have a go at it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, again, falling into the category of why have boats when you can have massive walking, monstrous, giant constructs that can destroy things. But there we go. <laughs> the,
0: the good thing about them is they don't sink like boats because they're already also, standing, they on, already the, standing the on the ocean floor. On the, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and, and they're you can going to be turn hard plastic then
3: as well. I mean, they are going to be hard plastic, as you can see here. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well is that you can now turn everything into a boat sword, so you can go full on oh, okay. uh, <laughs> Pacific, Pacific Rim, yeah, full on Pacific Rim,
0: yeah. Was it it's a sword cool. or was it a uh, baseball bat? <laughs> It had yeah. a similar effect to blood yeah. object. But yeah, very the Macarader fleet and that big <laughs> smashing, smashing the axe. Because yeah. it's it's a gun axe. It's a gun and an axe at the same oh. time. Oh
3: yeah.
0: which is, you know, obviously a little homage to uh Abraham Lincoln.
3: Oh of course. He, he, yeah.
0: Well Wild West Exodus, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln uses a gun axe also as well. Does, yes. yeah. yeah. So but don't yeah, know if that's where they really cool got something. the idea from, but uh, I maybe I, I like it. Do you shoot Uh, first and then hit it with the axe? Or do you hit it with the axe and then when it's well I think you plant the axe and then blast. And then fire, just removing the rest of the ship. Mm -hmm. That's probably a good way to go. Turn it into splinters. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then
3: capping things off is possibly uh, the fleet that I would go for, because I quite like the whole Nordic thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've got some little additional bonuses uh, for the Scandinavians. Uh, So you've got this little uh, frontline squadron, which comes with a few more ships to kind of bolt things out within your force. On the tabletop and help screen those bigger ships as well. Mm. So yes, some really awesome stuff coming up for Dystopian Wars in September. It's Pre-orders fantastic. should be up very very soon. I um, like the I like the fact that the
1: walking things, the big creatures and stuff, are adding a sort of a dimension of height to this yes, as well, because yes. so, the ships are all quite low to the ground. well, well low to the sea.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, that's that adds a yeah.
1: height to it, which is cool. That's yes. true.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Somebody,
2: Sorry, go on, cool. Free. I was going to say somebody needs to make a little tiny Dr. Evil head coming up from the water or something. <laughs> Dr. Evil sub would be.
0: Yes. <laughs> just find a two laser sharks set, mm. just on the top of the head <laughs> of one of the robots.
1: We yeah. need a giant
3: enemy it's- crab
0: you,
1: nice. do. so you can flip
0: crabs. over and then yeah. do massive
3: damage to it that's it uh, yeah that is such an old meme oh my god <laughs> it's a
0: beautiful beautiful thought we already know that giant crabs exist within the dystopian uh, age anyway because mm. we've seen that's them like so somebody's bound to go one step further and yeah. make and uh, some sort of rubber crab out of it Especially as they're sort of merging the worlds of mythos
3: and dystopian wars, as they've teased on their Facebooks yeah. and stuff. You know, there's as you said, there's a big Cthulhu type crab in that, in, that, in that world as well. Yeah. Click clap. So, yeah, very cool. Stuff. Well, that'd be cool Ooh. seeing these fighting Cthulhu beasties.
0: Oh,
1: my
3: God, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. it would just be like Pacific. It would be Pacific. Yeah, it would. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Fear. Fear yeah. the giant octopus. Yeah. Goosef's. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. You don't have to worry about being submerged. They're pre-submerged already and they can breathe underwater and in the vacuum of space. Humanity's on its way out, people. (laughs) So do it first. (laughs) Why sell for the lesser evil? Get on board with the Elder Gods immediately. Uh, Right, back to the wonderful world of RPGs, though.
2: Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm... Marvel.
2: We are indeed. I'm still thinking about uh, Ben saying steampunk, steampunk rubber ducky at this point as well. I need to <laughs> take that out of my head. So last year we heard that Marvel, yes, Marvel, the big old Disney corporation, are going to bring out their very own RPG. Oh, it's so not indie. No, this is far from an indie cherry. So you can play whoever you want, whoever you want in the Marvel universe, including your own bespoke character. And they've been dropping in surprises and updates since they released their beta rules and playtest rules earlier on in the year. So now that playtesting has been tweaked and played around with, they've announced their first two books coming. For what it's called, Marvel Multiverse RPG. So on July the twenty third, twenty twenty three, we will get introduced to the core book and the first adventure book to jump into. So this is diving into f six one six universe. The core book is going to have everything you need, regardless if you're a newbie or a vet. So it will include the combat. You have a huge bulk of content with character profiles, whether that be heroes or villains. You'll get an insight to all the superhero abilities that you can get, as well as their dice 616 system, which is honestly just using three six-sided dice, which seems quite simple. So you've got a Cataclysm of Kang, Mm -hmm. and that is bringing of six different interconnected adventures if you want to go somewhere after the core book, and that is with, obviously, Kang the Conqueror and uh, he's menacing through time and what he does. So you can jump into this straight after the core book if you really want and continue with the characters that you built or if you do want to create someone new, say, for example, you might just be Spider-Man on his own end. Not quite up to the contest, so uh, you may as well hash out someone wait, I'm, new I'm before I'm you come make, I'm make a no, like not okay. up to the
3: contest.
2: Yeah, not the rubber one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really cool, really nice to see you coming out. They've got some really good names on it. You've got people that have put into artwork in the front cover from DC Comics, uh, Marvel Comics, Dark Horse, um, and they're set to release next summer. So we've still got quite a Pretty long cool. time loads of superheroes on the table at the moment. There is loads of different images out there if you do want to have a look at how the playtest works and what they've teased so far because it is Marvel.
3: Just and so uh, happens to land in the middle of the ongoing phases of the MCU. It's like
2: it's part of a plan, isn't it then? Mm-hmm. It's like it's softened something. There
0: are rumors that Kang mm-hmm. might be the big boss for uh, I the wonder next where phase. that is. Mm-hmm. So that was interestingly though as well RPG. I
3: was looking at the <laughs> The uh, cataclysm of Kang co- Kang cover. Yes. Right. The characters on the front of that yes. are interestingly the characters that they're moving towards introducing a slightly more main characters within what's happening with the MCU. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So you got Doctor Strange and Falcon Spider-Captain Captain America, Falcon, Captain Sam, America. Yep. yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So maybe that's a little kind of nod as to what Miss they're Marvel. going to be doing in the, the near future when it comes to the MCU movies as well,
0: perhaps, perhaps. It
2: it does make me question as well with the amount of content that Marvel comes out with anyway and how quick. I wonder how fast these books are going to come out. So if you're invested, Hmm. are they going to be churning out content like they already are on every other different platform, or are we going to have to wait a year each time they announce it? It's an interesting
0: one. I I don't know. Uh, It depends how quickly people get on board with it the fact it's still in beta and i think you can still sign up for the beta you yeah you buy it you buy it buy the beat yeah i remember now this is all you coming can. back to me it's it's a weird beta where you have to pay <laughs> yes to, to fix their game oh already the hatred's setting in on that one because i'm not a fan of that uh unless at the end of the beta they supply you with the actual proper finished edition for free since you've already bought it and worked on it i would assume um, so it was like early access yeah i don't think that's going to be the oh, case. I, don't. I, yeah. I think you're buying that book again when it finally gets fixed i think so um but if the people pick it up and run with it quickly enough i think you could see in a, a season-like type of thing multiple yeah. uh, the whole point of an rpg for a company like this will be to iterate and to get new books out because otherwise if they just do a book and you're done, then that's all they're selling. They're selling once to everybody. We're selling once to one person because the rest of people don't need it. So they need to be churning through content like you wouldn't believe. I'm looking forward to seeing that's left here. Yeah, yeah. You can still buy buy the playtest book, by the way, for £7. So, oh, there we go it's, it's not as terrible but still fairly terrible that you have to pay yeah. to fix their game um but yeah true. we'll, we'll yeah. look forward to dazzler and the <laughs> the, the european tour amazing. She goes on Dazzler's yeah amazing. If, if people are unaware of dazzler you should look her up but she, her, her super ability is to play with lights uh and for a long time she was just doing her own light shows at her own gigs because she's also a singer. All so nice. Why it's pay, why so pay for as jubilee to, to like, fire lasers <laughs> oh. and stuff at me when I can yeah. just do all that for myself? No. Most spectacular disco effects going on.
2: I am very interested in playing Groot in this for saying nothing but I am Groot the whole time. I am. It'd be good.
0: That's, yeah. it will be fascinating to see
3: where Marvel did goes. Know, yeah.
0: Did
3: you know that he, uh, Vin Diesel insists on doing every single voice line for Groot, even though they could so, literally just...
0: But you've you got know, to put the inflection into it. You've got, you've got to, You, you to, have to know true. when, yeah. you have to emote I, as um, an actor.
3: Yeah. Vin Diesel emoting? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, no. He has been in those amazingly cerebral Fast and Furious movies. Oh, can't <laughs> yeah,
1: God. God. <laughs> it,
3: it? it also means he to get paid. That's true, Yes. <laughs> that, that is true, yes. He, uh, yeah, he, gets, he gets group that's royalties, c- but he wants more,
0: obviously. So. Yes, yeah, no, it's because he
2: completely cares about group, that's what it means. Yeah.
0: Happy days. Right, <laughs> leaving the multiverse behind and going to have a look at some accursed cultists. Yeah. Uh, so stepping into the grim dark universe of
3: Warhammer 40,000, we're going to be looking at what's coming up for pre and also a couple of bonus things as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we start with Chaos who are going to be getting two new sets of plastic models coming out this weekend for pre order? Uh, they'll be available on dot on Tabletop. Pow, 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 pow. Um, so, yes, the first set is the Accursed Cultists, which are cultists that have been given gifts by the Chaos Gods and turned into all sorts of strange and warped creatures on the tabletop. Um, sadly, you can't make a legal all cultist army for one of 40,000 for one reason or another. But if you wanted to add Shame. some. Weird and wonderful characters into the mix. You can do for these. So if you wanted to use these just as fodder to throw in front of your Chaos Space Marine Legionnaires, and you can indeed do so. I quite like the designs on these and how they actually mirror, interestingly, some of the cultists that already exist in plastic. Mm. So you could almost do a before and after with them. I also think that the uh, design team really went to town with how can we really screw up this person, uh, and did some very interesting things with the way that the different mutations are popping out of them and all that kind of thing. And you can see how they're tied to different goals from the chaos pantheon and all that kind of stuff as well as well as some additional awesome undivided stuff Mm. at the same time
2: that is a freaky looking unicorn at the bottom that wasn't
3: (laughs) it a freak a -a corn (laughs) yeah Uh, there is also this set of Equally mutated individuals, uh, although they would say that these really are gifts. Uh, so this is your Chaos Space Marine possessed unit that has been updated <laughs> for the new edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of hoofs on the display, apparently, when you get possessed. Um, but you've got them all in so- all sorts of strange and gribbly um, uh, concoctions here, as you can see, uh, for you to use on the tabletop. Uh, you know they might be a little bit harder to control than your normal Chaos Space Marines, and very focused about combat. But you know, stick them in a rhino, send them forward, unleash them on the enemy and see how they do um, you could also paint them up obviously in all sorts of different ways to match the chaos god that you most appreciate
1: <laughs> stick them him in a rhino I'd hate to see the state of that rhino after that one got on I've got to
0: clean this that's <laughs> like the old problem with berserkers you would always either have them in Rhino or have them just on the other side of the battlefield with Karn behind them because the last thing you wanted was them accidentally battering yeah, seven shades true. of chaos yeah. out of your men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so yes, so you've got those two
3: units for the Chaos Space Marines. On the other side of things for the Chaos Demons, which is mm-hmm. obviously related. Uh, we also have this new combat patrol uh, for the chaos demons, this one focused around corn. Um, you get a whole bunch of blood letters in the set alongside those flesh pounds of corn you've got your blood crushes at the back as well and there's also your plastic um i think they're called blood takers mm. leading the way as well it would have to be blood related of course um i think if you're going to be diving into painting an army for chaos uh, this is probably a pretty good one to start with because you could do the whole thing with contrast paints and it would look blooming amazing Yay, it works. Um, but yeah just get down that wraithbone spray and then just start going to town with all those contrast paints spray do a little bit red. of blending oh, <laughs> just red, a, yeah, or away. just spray them red paint some black.
0: Oh, look go. at you with your painting <laughs> extra stuff after you've, you've got like to get three
3: colours up, Jerry. Jeez. Oh, yeah. if you got to do black and bronze, and where you go. <laughs> look yeah. at, I think yeah. the Brass. hounds is the best thing here. They look epic. The I do like the hounds. Look yeah. at they how, how they're
1: look at how they're running. That looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's Unlike all about bridge. that movement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Still hung w- up. Still weirdly, hung they're up. also the probably the most recent kiss <laughs> out of all Very of those because the blood letters and the juggernauts of corn regardless of what GW you want to call them now are very very old kits sold yeah. I own some um, yeah.
3: oh they're, they're yeah. called they're called Juggernaut they're blood crushers on Juggernaut. oh yeah there sure whatever they are GW <laughs> but blood
1: asking, layers on can Juggernauts can you get the hounds as a separate release
3: yeah. you can buy them separately as well yeah. oh I'm going to our store and I'm going to <laughs> buy a box of those because I could use those in all sorts of games you could yeah they're very cool. it could be all sorts of creepy hounds for all sorts of different things um you could be the key master and be hunted by those. Um, have, I'm so, gonna yeah.
1: have am I'm yeah. gonna put them hounds into my saga army.
3: There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Also the, saga here, <laughs> Yeah. The, the interesting thing about this army as well is that you buy it for 40k. <laughs> It also works equally as well for Age of Sigma. That's a good so point. Good point. I remember too. that. There we go. Really, you're Chaos saving money. great way to dive in. Yes, you're saving money. You're saving money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, this is coming out alongside the release of the full Codex. Mm. So you'll now also be able to buy, buy the Chaos Demons Codex, which comes with its either full art art version or the standard version, whichever you want to go for. And then in addition to that, you'll also be able to pick up some that probably won't last on the shelves for very long, chaos dice uh, to use in your forces. They've all been done in undivided black, so there'll be no warring between which units use them on the tabletop. So there we go. Shocking. Use them in your games. But that is not all. When it comes to what's happening with Games Workshop at the moment, it because could we, have been old, but not it could have with been old, but they they just don't stop. So yes, I no, obviously I'm... had to talk about these. Well, so these are the. Again.
0: <laughs> Did we though, Ben? Did
3: we? Yes, <laughs> yes, we had. Yes, oh, we do okay, because just this is me shopping for my new army. So, <laughs> so these are the Broca. Oh no, sorry. Wait a minute. These are called the Broca, uh which are your Thunder Thunderkin or th- Thunderkin uh, for your uh, leagues of Votan on the tabletop. These are your heavy weapon troops for use in 140,000 with the squat, not squats. Uh, So they (laughs) come with a whole bunch of awesome high-powered weaponry and also come on stilts. Stilts. Um, So, yes, this is the way that the Leagues of Votan have kind of retrofitted (laughs) their... uh, Or in baby carriers. Why, you why, how why would you get yourself stilts that are really just like a stiletto heel?
2: Is he a bit bouncier? <laughs> because Is that they
3: what have, it does? <laughs> They're like Edge of Tomorrow exosuits. <laughs> oh, a in bouncy. A way, basically. Oh. Yeah, so they allow you to clap, like, run along quicker and all that kind of thing. So yes, they are your big exosuits or as someone said, why did you uh, put my dreadite On uh, a hot wash, Um, so (laughs) they put
2: they put them on stilts because they were insecure about being exactly. Exactly. They wanted a couple
3: more inches of height. Yeah, Um, so they come with really awesome weapons. So you can either run with them with kind of like Gatling style weapons, or you can use these kind of like ion beam weapons, which are again sort of related to their sort of mining and that kind of stuff that they do, which obviously goes into the whole dwarven theme. Although they never call them dwarves, of course. They also come with those goggles that allow them to see through terrain, in our, in, in able, uh, which allows them to see minerals and stuff in the rock, but also means it's very good for seeing where enemies are on the other side of terrain. I don't know what that means in game. I guess it means that they'll be able the, to reduce your cover, cover probably. saves, yeah. probably, yeah. Um, so yes, you've got some really cool-looking um, uh, troopers there, I think quite nice. They're pretty um, sweet, actually, looking at them. Yeah, I, I think they're possibly they're, some of the best stuff they've done. They're way better than the Knight because the
1: Red Knight has you way up high as a big yeah. target this yeah. you're still pretty down to the ground moving oh yeah. Up, yeah I
0: think even with their stilts they're still shorter than a human yes so. <laughs> but
3: yeah looking very cool again giving off those kind of live die repeat edge of tomorrow style vibes if you like that as well I'll be interested to see if the set comes with more head options because uh, mm, while like I like the tiny um, Tom Cruise Yeah, little tiny (laughs) (laughs) Tom Cruise. You mean the real Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah. One skill Tom Cruise. Yeah, (laughs) one. one. He'll ruin a lot of sofas jumping up and down in one of these. Um, But yes, so you've got the Brocky Thunderkin there for the Leagues of Votan, which is coming Mm. very soon. Also, if you're interested in the Leagues of Votan and you have Warhammer Plus, there was actually a uh, video that came out this week over on Warhammer TV, which talks all about the, the lore behind the Leagues of Votan. So, if you're interested in getting the heads up on what that's all about, go and check that out. There's also one on Cruit Lloyd. Um, If if you want my login details, sorry, Game If you want my login details, Lloyd, you can go and watch that if you'd like. So, there we go. Uh, Very nice. Are they running? We just have to. Are they running? The the, the
0: pictures move. So, yeah. Do do
2: they move fast? Do they they look like they're
0: fast? No. no, no, Oh, dear me. Uh,
2: (laughs) Get some skates for the crew. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And also to finish things off, one of the uh, original kill teams that came out during the last edition of the game that I really, really liked, but basically vanished into the void, uh, is the Lucidian Star Striders. They're coming back as a separate plastic kit alongside the Box Infector, which we'll see in a second. Mm. Uh, so be able to pick these up and they will have new rules for using Kill Team as part of the, uh, and of course, because of course this was coming, the Kill Team Annual for 2022, which will have all of the updated rules for using them and a bunch of the other uh, Kill Teams that were released over subsequent box sets of the Stack King that we've seen the last while. So if you wanted to go down the route of having a very over-the-top Baroque-style Imperial Force, you can do, which they all look amazing. Flags. And I want I want to use them for an inquisitorial war band. I just think they're gorgeous. They're very
0: oh, yeah. 1930s Flash Gordon. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. There's yeah. their mad helmets and stuff going there's on. He, there. There's even an assassin with space buns.
3: So you know, yeah, free in back.
0: miniature form on the
3: They're tabletop. very <laughs> sad. <assassin. laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's also the gelapoxy affected issue we we're looking at. So there. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go down the route of having some very very alien sort of uh, Nurgle creatures in your army, then you can yeah. play around with that as well. Flies. Have fun with it. Flies. The sign of Nurgle. Yeah. So yeah, very cool stuff there as well. So yes, two new kill mm. teams, a new, owl, a new a new annual that is coming out. That's what happens when you talk about Nurgle too many times. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you can dive into and have fun with if you play kill team as your game of choice. So yes, watch out for those in the near future. We'll, mm. no, we'll no doubt talk about them in the in oh, subsequent shows. I, Although I might just breeze over them because I often do this now. I just go, oh, we talked about that before. I'm just going to move yeah. it out of the way. So it's, it's, you know, it,
0: it's not a dwarf <laughs> or a space dwarf. It's not a dwarf. Do we need to talk about it again? Space. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Let's revisit the dwarves one more time.
3: Right. Right. That's- now for my lecture on the Leagues of Votan. Certainly, <laughs> in, everybody. Oh, dear. We'll be right back to finish <laughs> off the
0: show after this. <laughs> Okay, folks, we're back to round out the show, and uh, we're going to be taking a look at a couple of Kickstarters. But first, 3D printing Ben Mm. also managed to sneak a Kickstarter in here. you cheating? Yes, I have. (laughs) Man. Uh,
3: so this is conquest creations who have done a whole bunch of different things over the last little while they do youtube videos and all sorts of different things like that they play battle games and that kind of thing too Mm. but i had to sneak this kickstarter in because it is all 3d printing and it's very very cool and a bunch of the people in the community went hey ben have you seen this why did they (laughs) say that oh (laughs) because because... as you're about to see it might look very familiar Mm. so (laughs) so this is what they have called the kingdom of Saxonia Terrain Range, which is all 3D printable stuff for playing out not battles in Rohan right? Uh, okay, yeah, but could yeah. equally be used for Viking encounters and all sorts of other Dark Age battles on the tabletop. Uh, they have designed it so it's all entirely module, it's modular as you see here. Um, so you can break down the different elements from the bases through to the buildings through to the roofs and all that kind of stuff. All of the interiors therefore are detailed so you can dive in and play around with them which I think is quite nice. You also have wall sections, scatter and all that kind of stuff as well. The biggest thing for me are these actual large sort of um, sections of fortress wall. Oh, nice. Because they are big old chunks anyway that look fantastic for playing games on and with plenty of game space on the top, which is always quite nice to see. But then you have the ability to just remove those sections and put in the blasted sections instead. So if you wanted to play out a proper kind of deeping wall situation on the tabletop, then you could, of course, do that. Or maybe the assault on Edras itself as well. I can go down there. Roman Mile Fort. Exactly, yeah, a Roman Marvel as well. Easily done. The other thing I like to think of, of uh, when it comes to using the, this terrain, maybe going down the route of something Dark Ages was saying, playing out a proper Beowulf style uh, engagement in that mm-hmm. hall. That is definitely like the hall of Heirut uh, and yeah. High Hrothgar. You know, so you could do a monster smashing through the gates there. The gates actually move in the train, which is quite nice. They actually have some movement to them. Very cool. <laughs> uh, and then you can have them, you know, the monster surging up the middle and fighting everybody as Beowulf strips off and gets naked and starts fighting <laughs> uh, Grendel. Although that's probably, no bonus? that's only in the uh, Ray Winston version. Oh no, actually no. He does strip oh. off in the myth, doesn't he? I and do he, like yeah. the fact that they have different stages of destroyed. Yes. Yeah. 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 So as each of the different wall sections take damage, you could put the little bits and pieces in here and there. Which I think it's quite nice. And you can actually add some narrative elements to the game and all that kind of stuff. Narrative and especially... Element. If, especially if you're playing skirmish games as well, you've not got a large figure count, so it's not like a massive hassle to move a couple of things just to replace different pieces of terrain. Which I think it's quite good. Um, so yeah, they've definitely put in the work when it comes to creating a whole bunch of different terrain sections for it's playing nice games. It's nice and
0: deep. I could get a uh, yeah Kings of War tray on that. Probably yeah mm, yeah. Especially if it was like a um, a ranged unit or something easily. Mm. Yeah. yeah, anything at all to defend my my keep with exactly because normally oh, you've got yeah. very small walls yes. uh, on fortresses yeah. and, and that sort of thing and it's a pain in the backside like one man holding a section of wall yeah. kind of thing
3: yeah
2: I, uh, I was uh, trying to see if the hall in the middle had doors that you can smash open with not guns
3: <laughs> that is the <laughs> coolest entrance ever exactly so, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that in Halo. There used to be a level where you could walk through a set of doors on a garage, and every time yeah. I'd, I'd run
0: through it, I'd go, Aragorn! <laughs> you <laughs> have through. to. You must. So there we go. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. So is this their extent of their range or is this the current thing that they're uh, So
3: this is what they've mostly been working on over the last couple of months and have obviously bought it to Kickstarter for you to go and back and, mm-hmm. and, and have fun with all STL files and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But as I say, they have been doing stuff for a little while and they have worked as a vendor for a bunch of other 3D printers, uh, well, 3D sculptors in the past as well. So mm-hmm. over on their web store, they have a bunch of armies that are sort of not Middle-earthy, I suppose you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're interested in diving into playing around with dwarves and sea Siege towers and Easterlings oh. and Orcs and all that kind of stuff. They have put together some really awesome uh, armies for you to play around with and, and, and tinker with and stuff. Um, as I say, this is uh, kind of like their big new thing that they're working on, which is obviously mm-hmm. the Rohan-esque terrain, the Kingdom of Saxonia, sorry. <laughs> but as I say, they have worked with a whole bunch of different uh, creators in the past to create some really nice armies. they kind of filled in the gaps for a lot of people who were missing stuff during the period of The Hobbit and all that kind of thing when during everyone types. Yeah. (laughs) During the dark times where everyone wanted real armies, not fine cast armies (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. So they've really delved in to create a a section of fun kits for you to use um, all over over the shop. And there's no reason why you have to use it for Middle Earth. You could use them for all sorts of different games. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested in seeing what the terrain actually looks like when it's being painted and all that kind of stuff, they have actually put together this painting guide, as you can see here, which goes through how to bring them to life. As you would imagine, dry brushing. Lots of dry brushing, please. Do a little bit more dry brushing. It's the way to go. So there we go.
0: <laughs> I will say I've done a jerry can on doing effective brickwork, which is much faster than his.
3: Well, there we go. And you can go and watch a jerry uh, can
0: instead. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Definitely go watch me do that. It's great. I'm very messy as well. Did- deliciously satisfying
1: but if you (laughs) want to do that come on over to on tabletop and join the cult of games for a month for free and you can watch jerry
3: doing his walls i'll Mm. put
0: a link in the description so you can click it and you'll see a little find find my walls it's interesting stuff uh it'd be fascinating to see where they go from here because obviously that's a very specific part of middle earth or saxonia um (laughs) so you could
1: use that in anything oh yeah
0: perfect for dark agey
3: yeah,
1: because uh, it's sort of like saga.
3: The whole Rohan thing was all dark agey looking to begin with.
0: But it was all based on Saxon and uh, Viking mythology. Yeah. So. I would say it was, yeah. it was, it was Tolkien was uh, attempting to build his own build, mythology. Build his own mythology, yeah. Because. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was so little going on. It was around. robbed from us by in the England. Normans,
3: the bastard.
0: There <laughs> what he said. <laughs> and, and in case you're wondering, Normans slash people in France, they still feel that way to this day. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh,
3: yeah, I, I hopefully we'll see them. I mean, obviously with Gondor at war coming up, and sorry, the Battle of Oscillia coming up and all mm. that kind of thing. Maybe we'll see some more stuff in the future that's kind of, based around that Uh, or maybe they'll spread their wings and do something a little bit different to match some of the other smaller factions that's what I'm
0: thinking because they're sitting there with things like um, the Easterlings Mm -hmm. so having a load of themed Easterling that would be cool because that doesn't exist currently doesn't exist in any way shape or form and would be a very different look to your tabletop as well Uh, all that sort of tenting and the like going on get kill on
2: the go
0: yeah yeah Interesting little 3D printlet for the Kingdom of Saxonia the slash tiny one with big dreams. Big dreams, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it's nice to see um them also doing the the painting side as well. So if you yes. are diving in and grabbing that you can follow least have a, or a follow rough, jerry's guide. a rough idea yeah follow <laughs> follow mine for the stonework right. uh, like yeah. i say it's much easier and looks better because you know, <laughs> it, it really does it looks great if i do say so myself and i do frequently dance, all yeah. the time uh but yeah if you're interested in checking out conquest creations uh you can go and have a look at what they've got on offer i think they also do pro painted in that they're painting them and that makes them a professional and therefore you can buy your fully painted You pay someone for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Expensive, but if you're a time is money friend, as I believe the goblins tell me. So if you want to go that way, you can get those as well.
1: Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our Prize Claim Centre over at OnTabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days.
0: Okay, then to wrap up the show, we have a couple of Kickstarters. And the first one is a little small one, and it's touch of the grim dark, because everybody's fond of that. So, Ben, what are we looking at? Right, so this is the first Kickstarter
3: from Victorian Miniatures. Uh, a lot of people will know about Victorian Miniatures. They've been in the hobby for a while, because they do amazing alternative options um, for the Imperial Guard and all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in diving in and picking up some really, really awesome uh, regiments and all sorts of different things that are akin to those of the past that everybody loved. Mm. You know, pith helmets, they've got them by the bucket load. I want to go and check those out. But... Their Kickstarter has been focused on creating a set of halfling snipers, Mm. uh, the Bagshot Row snipers, which I thought were really cool. (laughs) uh, That are going to be used, well, not Bagshot Row, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Going to be used for your games because, of course, these are adjacent uh, to Middle Earth. Of course they are. Uh, So, yes, you get a set uh, where you can choose actually. You can either go with uh, 3D printed versions of these halfling snipers to use (laughs) in your games. So, you can just work on them at home or you can go with the plastic co-cast version of them if you prefer the physical medium. Mm. Uh, either way, you get a whole bunch of different bits and pieces to make your half thing with. And you get all the bodies and the legs and the arms and all that kind of stuff and the weapons. But then you can choose from a bunch of different heads that have also been unlocked through the stretch goals and included for free. So you can have an all, all male squad, you can have an all female squad, you can mix and match. You also get Sergeant Bamboo Ballroarer or Ball awesome. Roar, sorry, uh, who <laughs> no doubt uh, created uh, a game of golf in the grimdark future when beating <laughs> up some <laughs> snotlings or something. Uh, so yes, a very cool looking miniature there that has got he lots so of epic movie star vibes i really thought that was quite nice there's also the addition of the gas masks as well so if you want to go down the route of having them fighting in some horrible nasty location then you can do as well i think the miniatures themselves are amazing uh they have put together some really fun little bits and pieces with the sculpts so you'll notice that all of them are in the midst of doing something. Uh, Some of them are waiting to take a shot. Some of them are reloading. Some are pointing out enemies. Others are eating breakfast or second breakfast or maybe even lunch. You've got Mm -hmm. people with flasks of tea. You've got an open bag of crisps. You've got someone cooking. You've got all sorts of different things in there for people that want to dive in and create a really fun unit of rattlings to use on the tabletop Mm -hmm. alongside your Aston Militarum slash Imperial Guard. Someone's got a breakfast. sandwich there and Someone's also got yeah. a sandwich yeah. and crisps. yeah,
1: yeah. Are they crisps
3: in or crisps out? It's always crisps in. So if, they've, <laughs> if, if they've done it wrong, then, oh, oh, I don't know. potato crisp have have body. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, all 10 of the bodies are unique sculpts, which yep. is good, so you know, repetition yeah. there. And then the, the addition of three different head options is nice as well. Yep. And they have a sort of, I would say, generic-looking um, uniform. Mm-hmm. So...
2: Well, the they painted same. them
0: up in this in this blue-looking thing here. It could easily be military camo or yeah. um, British Army riflemen, from sort of Napoleonic the eras. They've stuff, got yeah. that, or yeah. you know, ACW uh, mm-hmm. with the sort of the capy going on, so that mm-hmm. they they fit quite nicely into that little sort of niche, especially for people who want their guard regiments and units to look distinctive and different. But if you're currently running about with a load of uh, Cadians, um they could still fit in there i will say one thing and uh, anybody out there who's running a kickstarter please listen to me the reason i have to keep going back to that page is because all of the pictures open. are tiny <laughs> the video is terrible yeah. uh, as it sort of blurs and jumps through between them so you don't get a real idea of what's going on uh, it just makes me nauseous. And I know yeah. big pictures can be put into Kickstarter because we looked at a Kickstarter a while back Indeed. where you could click on a leg and they were full size. Yeah. Why people don't want to show off what they're attempting to fund is beyond me. Uh, I can understand if it's a bit like hot garbage and you want people <laughs> to be far away. But these so are lovely. Yeah. But these are really nice. Yeah. Show sure. us the really nice images of yeah. the, you know, what just if you put to image see, links underneath the or something? Flask. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. Um, that's my ranting about images over. <laughs> um, in a, a similar way. you become to, Lloyd. Oh my God. This is weird. Is this yeah. not my job? Yeah, yeah it's weird. Right, yeah. <laughs> it kind of is, but you've not been around much. I'm starting to channel my inner Lloyd. <laughs> um, while we were talking about Privateer Press earlier, we were talking about the fact that they're going to be 3D printing and shipping from various places. Yes. This is the same to a certain extent in that they have three venues. Um, who will be producing the the plastic COCAST cast models? So there's somebody in the Netherlands, somebody in uh, Oz, and then somebody in the US. So if yeah. you are getting the physical models, if you're you're not into three D printing, um, they'll be shipped from somewhere that's relatively close. Yeah, it won't be coming sh- from Down Under, <laughs> which is yeah. good because Australian postal service see any packets marked fragile or miniatures and then just break them into oblivion I don't, know why. I don't know why they hate <laughs> miniatures yeah. so much but the australian post office re- they despise resin the minute they <laughs> see the, <resin laughs> in the box it just gets kicked around for a couple of months and then they send you the shards so thankfully we could skip australian post for once god bless that um but i think we might see that more and more uh from companies using Little mini yeah. hubs like that, um, because cost of shipping is is as Or, good or just turning down. to Zealot to do
3: everything. So there yeah. we go. <laughs> either,
0: either or works. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, if you're interested in checking out the rattling snipers, if you're not already sitting on 40 like I am, um, then you've got uh, 13 days left and uh, should be more than sufficient to deal with all your snipering needs. We have one final Kickstarter. Uh, which is another echo battle diddy-doddy wickle one. Uh, And this is just a nice little thing. Um, If you are like me, a bit extravagant with your dice rolling, and anybody who's watched the Let's Play will see me off and go, hey, (laughs) our little dice will go barreling through miniatures and off tables everywhere. Uh, Sarissa have been messing around with uh, full-color prints, and Uh, they've done a range of little dice towers, Uh, that are full-color, simple to build, and will restrict your damage to all your miniatures, uh, which is good. Uh, I do suffer from terrible afflictions, where they go everywhere. Um, This is a a range of dice towers. Stop laughing. This is a range of dice towers that are themed to certain games or periods, uh, so if you are a big fan of, for example, Dark Age, or maybe you're getting into Clash of Katanas, or maybe you play a lot of World War II, and you want something a little bit different for the side of your table, or even on your table, nice. uh, then you can sneak some of these in. So they've done a, I suppose... Roxy Cinema could be the 70s. So your modern, your funky skull games, street adventures and street gangs, the Warriors could all be kicking off in and around the Roxy. Um, They've also done a uh, feudal tower, I suppose as well, uh, which I got a chance to unbox this week past. And I have to say that the print on them is very, very good. Uh, Very clear, sharp definition and really high contrast on the colors as well because they're printing just straight over mdf essentially i was worried about things like blurring or the colors sort of not being as sharp as they could have been um they've been knocking through a couple of the stretch goals so you know more of your rundown urban environment uh, has come along as has a fantasy dice tower and a dark age dice tower for saga very handy when you're stacking your battle board which is what everybody does in life i'm fairly certain they have not yet unlocked the Atlantic Bunker Dice Tower, which oh, I really one. want to oh, see, yeah. uh, for Festung Europa, get up on the Normandy beaches. And it's simply because they've decided to replace the walls with uh, a rake of uh, tank traps, yeah. traps check hedgehogs, uh, yeah. to keep your dice corralled in. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's a very small footprint. Um, I want to say it was 9 centimetres by 20 centimetres footprint-wise, and then they're sort of 15 to 20 tall, so it's not massive. You could just set them at the side of your board. Um, or if you want to have them sort of sitting on your table, they're not going to look as out of place as a big old. I
1: like that one. Will. I like that one because I'd literally play with it in the middle of the table as yeah. a terrain piece.
0: A lot of the, especially of the especially the more modern ones are like that. They they fit in very nicely. They they have that sort of rugged urban look, and they don't look too out of place to be sitting there, um, because you know it's it's just a building with a wall around it, so you can have it sort of snuck at the side to your heart's content uh but i just thought it was really nice it's a a technology i suppose that they've just started to play around with just before the event yeah happened. they've
3: they've done some trees i think recently they've done, they've done some flat the trees still,
0: they've got yeah. lava and rivers um that are all printed using this uh full color print straight onto mdf and they've done a range of tokens and the like so this is just a Another nice thing that they've, they've decided to come up with, and also I think they play with somebody who does tend to chuck things around an awful lot. Um, so, so Gary got in there and designed the uh, the dice towers and uh, then the the skins for them, and in short order they've they've come up with these. So, a cute little one. If somebody's looking for a little present for a gamer friend, uh, then that might be a nice the, one to go the for.
3: Th- the thing that looked for me is the thing that you were saying. The worked for me is the thing was it was, it was that you could put that in the middle of Mm -hmm. your gaming table and if you've painted up all your terrain similarly it wouldn't look out of place so you could just have this in situ and have it become part of the game as well as it just being a place for you to house your dice and roll them and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing so i think it's a really neat idea and i love that they've done gone with all the different genres and stuff so
1: scroll back down this would be awesome right scroll down scroll Mm -hmm. down scroll down scroll there right if you had your squad in that sort of a yard bit. And I came mm-hmm. along and just chucked my dice in on top of the squad. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, look, at that. I mean, cover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, all my men are dead. <laughs> several them are missing limbs. I think i seen a gun go under the table. Uh, I also quite like the fact that, I mean, most people are going to be picking up one. Let's face it. Uh, some people may pick up one for every game they play if there's specific themes. But I do like the fact that they've done a club one where you can actually have your club logo emblazoned on them as well and a yeah, sort of one cool. one for every table type of thing as well so uh yeah just a nice little i wouldn't say a quality of life although my opponents would say that if they've ever had to go and try and pick up dice from all over the floor after i've rolled an attack uh so yeah if you're interested there's nine days left for the full colored dice towers from sarissa precision and you can get in on that and uh protect your miniatures so, yeah. that wraps us up for another week we shall return once again on Sunday for the XLBS, and our Cult of Games members will be joining us as we witter on about our hobby and yours. And like Lloyd said, if you're not already a member, you can get a 30-day free trial. You know, what
1: makes sense.
0: Mm, be there or be a rectangular thang. And if you want to win that one ring bundle from Free League Publishing, don't forget to throw a comment below and be a subscriber because I check. And if you're not, and I have to pick a new, a new winner, I get very annoyed. Uh, otherwise we will see you again next friday until then have a great week of gaming bye bye Bye. go ahead and check out our other content on screen now and while you're at it why not
2: hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong
0: go on you know you want to click it go on